0: Hi everyone, I'm John Strasner,
1: And I'm Verda Alexander.
0: And this is Break Some Dishes, and Imagine A Place production.
1: We're here because we realize that sometimes to get something done, you've got to start by breaking stuff up. We talk with scientists, artists, activists, educators, adventurers, and of course, designers who are doing incredible things to save our planet.
0: Verda is a designer, and I'm a talker. So we want to share these amazing conversations with you in the hopes that you'll be as inspired and excited by them as we are, and you'll start breaking some dishes of your own. There's no time to lose. So welcome to Break Some Dishes.
1: We are live and it is twenty twenty two. And tell tell our listeners this great news.
0: Oh my God. Well, Verda, first of all, I yeah, the so great news. We are collaborating with an amazing, uh, talented group. We are now, you may have heard if if you follow Doug Shapiro and Imagine a Place Productions, but we are now podcasting under Imagine a Place Productions, right? That's right.
1: Uh, Imagine A Place Productions is going to have three podcasts under their umbrella, each focusing in a different area. We're going to continue to focus on what people are doing out there to help save the planet, looking at sustainability, resilience, circular economies, things like that. So we're going to keep doing what we've been doing these last two seasons. And we've got a lot of fun and exciting uh, guests already lined up. Right, John?
0: Yeah, it's going to be an amazing year. I think that the collaboration with Imagine a Place is going to open things up for you and I to really focus on content and do what we really love to do. And we're going to have experts and talented people managing the things that need to be managed sort of behind the scenes. So it's a really exciting place for us to be right now. Well, we now have a real crew
1: behind us. We're not, yeah. it's not just the two of us doing all the work. Yeah. God, I would spend hours and hours editing and I don't have to do that anymore. So we can focus on content. So that means we, we got to raise the bar here, John, and, and get even better. <laughs>
0: oh, man, Verda, I don't know if I can raise the bar. I was operating at a pretty high level in 2021, <laughs> as you know. But you
1: always are. You always bring your best, John.
0: <laughs> I'm an A-game kind of guy, right. Verda. You That's know that right. about me. But let's talk about 2022, right? Because what we wanted to do today was we wanted to do a little bit of crystal balling. We're balling today, Verta.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit. And I thought, you know, we each sent, we sent each other a few ideas, but I wanted to start with something I didn't send you because you are in, are you,
0: no, Miami, right? I am in Orlando right now at KBiz.
1: Yeah, KBiz, which is for our listeners that don't know what is KBiz.
0: It's a kitchen and bath interiors show. So it's all of the manufacturers that are involved in kitchen and bath space. And they're all here and all of the designers and everybody that is involved in kitchen and bath design. And so, you know, probably have about 50,000 people in Orlando this week.
1: Yeah. And you were just saying you were getting major kitchen, bath envy that some of the stuff these manufacturers are creating is completely out of this world Which, you know, 10 years ago, I would have been like, oh, wow, amazing, right? But now I'm thinking, and I was just, I just had a manufacturer virtually in our office yesterday, and they were showing all these images, and I'm sitting there looking at this stuff, and I started to think about one of our earliest guests. His name was Russell Greenberg from Stickbulb.
0: We love Russell.
1: Yes, he talked about the aesthetics of ethics, And I'm wondering if there is this reverse thing, like an anti aesthetic of things that are really unsustainable. Like I'm, I start to get hives now if I see, like exotic woods, or um, chrome finishes, or a lot of plastic or things like that. And I'm wondering if there might someday be a shift in our aesthetic. And I'm not saying that we should have an aesthetic of sustainability or regenerative design. Like it's all coming from an eco farm and it all looks like it's made from hemp fabric or something like that. (laughs) But I do think that there's something to be said about sustainability in general, right? It's been a practice that really hasn't considered aesthetics ever and it, you know, it's always been about the environment and social factors and economic s- sustainability of all these other things. But, you know, I feel like how much farther could we take our designs if we truly incorporated this, this new, some sort of new aesthetic or, or at least considered aesthetics Yeah. and then, you know, and then trashed all this stuff that is so un- environmentally friendly because it just doesn't look good in our minds anymore because it is so bad for the planet. It's my it's my pipe dream for 2022. Verta, so first of
0: all, and you should have known this, you triggered me with, you used the word plastic. So you, you've you already triggered me and we're only a few minutes into this episode. But I want to tell you, I want to talk a little bit about plastic today in a whole different yeah. light. You're going to be very yeah. surprised by the 2022 John version. <laughs>
1: Why am I not surprised that the first thing you want to talk about is plastic, John?
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm so I can't help it. But you know, I'm going to tell you something. I I uh, had a lot of conversations over the last few days with manufacturers who traditionally have not had an environmental thread coursing through their brand narrative. And I can tell you this week, I'm seeing so much more of that. For example, Kohler is using scraps from their factory floor and processing them into this tile, which is amazing, beautiful. So pre-consumer recycled material that is now being repurposed and, and used as a, as a bathroom tile. Um, and they're talking about that, right? They're talking about water consumption, right? They're talking about low flow fixtures. So there, you know, there is an environmental thread but I want to tell you, you know, I agree with you. Our version of sustainable is, is not sustainable. You know, our version of sustainability is not sustainable. So I think you're on to something with with, you know, the ethics of aesthetics.
1: But, yeah, I've been thinking about plastic, too. And, and I've been thinking a lot about oh. single use plastic and how all of a sudden there's every day I look around, there's some new use for single use plastic. I've been thinking a lot about these apps. Like now I have to order my, I have my Phil's coffee right here. (laughs) You Uh have to almost order your coffee on an app. Otherwise you wait so long because all these mobile orders are ahead of you. But guess what? Now you can't bring in your reusable mug anymore. And, And nobody's even talking about that. And I just saw an ad for plastic wine bottles. And they talked about how they're more environmentally friendly because there's not the, sh- the huge shipping cost because glass weighs so much. And it's and, and it's and it's kind of yeah. flat. yeah. It looks like a, a flask, like a large yeah. flask. And I'm thinking to myself, but it's still plastic. And so, you know, we, we've talked about regrettable substitutions and yeah. I would love to dig in a little bit more about plastic versus glass and shipping and all of that stuff. Who can we get on for that?
0: I mean, listen, I hate I hate single-use plastic more than anybody. Um, But plastic has gotten a bit of a bad rap, okay? So we know plastic has a smaller footprint, right? Manufacturing plastic takes less energy and creates a smaller footprint than manufacturing glass and manufacturing steel, right? So I was just reading that scientists at MIT now have a plastic that's two times stronger than steel. That they think that they'll be able to use in place of steel beams in building construction. And get a load of this, it's recyclable, right? So I think that, you know, the problem, and we all know this, is single use plastic that's not recyclable, that can't be a part of the circular economy. And that's what we have to get out of. That's what's killing the planet. But plastic, you know, we can't hate on plastic entirely. I can't believe what I'm hearing, John. You're pushing plastic now? What the heck? I'm, I'm, I know, man. For all our, our listeners the-
1: that have been following us for the last listen, two seasons, I think listen, we're all Berda, at our Berda, jaws you,
0: dropped. <laughs> you know I had a near-death experience this year already. I mean, you're lucky you've got me. I mean, I know that you feel blessed that I'm still here after <laughs> my harrowing experience in Dallas, Texas, where I I suffered a severe bodily injury and had to go to the emergency room. And, you know, I saw that light at the end of the tunnel. And so now I feel like I'm a new man, you know, Verna? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, John's referring to a photo shoot. We, we rebranded, we've got some cute photos of us, if you haven't seen them on our website and the, and the what do they call that? The little podcast stamp logo that you see when you jump on podcasts or you jump on Spotify. But yeah, we've got some cute pictures of us, but John John took one for the team.
0: (laughs) I know, long story short, I ended up cutting my finger, going to the emergency room to get my stitches, making my flight, but coming down with COVID undoubtedly through my exposure to that stupid emergency room. And Verna, you had COVID already this year too. So I mean, we're both a couple of little dirty germos. My God.
1: I think that everybody's just saying or everybody's just gonna get it. I mean, it's like I didn't I didn't even I didn't even sneeze. I mean, I had zero symptoms.
0: Yeah. Didn't well, even know I, I had it. Have had wouldn't
1: have known I had it unless I had tested yeah. it. But anyways.
0: Okay. Hey, back we to don't our don't We don't want to
1: talk about COVID's over, right? Good
0: God. There's, Ugh, right where, so... where
1: you are, COVID doesn't exist, right?
0: No. Uh-uh, man. I'm down here in Florida where nobody wears a mask and, you know, we're just down here hugging it out. It,
1: hey, you know. that brings me to, I, this is a good moment to bring in this other topic that I, I hope we can find some some guests to talk about. It's this idea, as as you know, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, is even if we stopped emitting carbon right this second, we have like this um, backflow. I guess you might call it from the last few decades. So we're going to continue to heat the planet. the The temperature is going to continue to rise, and so no matter what, no matter how much mitigation we do, and we should absolutely continue to get cars off the road and and build. Buildings that I have lower carbon emit, uh, lower carbon footprints. <laughs> I'm trying to speak well. So I gave you time so that, to get
0: that out. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to speak well so that the editing room doesn't have too much work to do, with <laughs> and they they drop us before we even <laughs> launched our first. episode. The verta
0: factor is going to kick us in the ass,
1: know, right? Um. So okay. So we absolutely have to continue to mitigate. And find solutions, capture carbon. If we could just find some way to capture carbon, if science could just save us, right? Yeah. But regardless, we are still going to have to adapt to a, a hotter planet, a planet that's more volatile. You know, you just had a crazy st- snowstorm on the East Coast, right? I have got. The most, I'm going at 1230 yeah. today. I'm quitting yeah. work and I'm going to the beach in San Francisco because it is you can probably swimming the ocean today. It is ridiculously warm and wow. it's the middle of winter, right? Yeah. But um, we- yeah, Bomb cyclones.
0: To- we have bomb cyclones now. Like What <laughs> the hell is a bomb cyclone?
1: Right. Well, there you go. And that's the, that's what we need to start doing is we need to start designing for adaptation to adapt mm. to this hotter planet and for resilience. And what does that look like? What does that look like in an office workplace? What does that look like in yeah. in a hospitality environment or a, a school? Right? So are you I saying love- there's a
0: balance? Like we need to find a balance between resilience and adaptability.
1: No, they're they're similar. They're the same. No, we oh, have to find okay. the balance between mitigation and those other two. Because oh, okay. to me, resilience and adaptability.
0: Yeah, they're similar. Are similar, right? Yeah, yeah, they're related.
1: Yeah, those are those those go together.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You were using big words on me there, Verda. That's not sorry.
1: Fair. So, yeah, that would be one topic I'd love to explore. And then, just top of mind right now, I'm obsessed with curling, by the way. I uh, watch, I watch hard, Sweden hard, in- <laughs> hard,
0: hard, hard, hard.
1: I watch Sweden and Japan we
0: curl, Verda. I feel like we would be unstoppable. Oh my God, you yes. yelling at me to sweep faster. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the motion. <laughs> I'm like verda, the ice is melting. It's climate change. I can't sweep any faster. So uh-huh. yeah. but the Winter
1: Olympics is happening right now. Yeah. And I was reading something that by 2080, if we continue along the same path that we're on, only there will only be one of the 21 current sites around the world that host the Winter Olympics. There will only be one uh, that will be viable.
0: We're going to talk about this. This is you know, probably oh, Porter Fox.
1: Talk about Porter, we're going to have
0: Porter Fox. Porter Fox on, I think, our first episode. And um, he, as you will find when you listen in, is an amazing adventurer. For uh, I mean, that's how I would describe him. And, you know, we're going to start looking at the fact that winters are getting shorter and there's less snow melt and ice pack is shrinking and there's glacier melting going on. And, There's an organization that hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to called Protect Our Winters. That is, you know, the ski resorts are coming out and they're saying, hey, you know, spring skiing, not like it used to be. Like You guys, the ski season is getting shorter. It's going to um, affect billions of dollars in revenue. And, you know, you have politicians in the state of Colorado that are still fighting climate change. And the ski resorts are saying, hey, come on. <laughs> like like you know you're you're our guy in d c and you can't even acknowledge climate change and help us save our winters, which are disappearing and creating these fires out west because the ground is drier now, yeah, so that's gonna be a big topic.
1: You're getting more snow but shorter winter so it's so it's melting faster,
0: right. stop confusing a weather forecast with climate change. <laughs> just because right. we got a bomb cyclone that's dropping a foot of snow, it doesn't mean that the earth is not warming up at a radical, dangerous rate. <laughs> yep.
1: And you, know? you just mentioned uh, weather report, the news. Um, that's another thing I'd love to explore. I don't know who we'd get on for this, but I was reading a, what do you call those? Um, a newsletter from Bill McKibben. He wrote The End of Nature originally yeah and he was talking about how watching these Beijing Olympic Olympics, why aren't we all talking about snow and winter and what's going on and climate change, but we're not. We're just watching curling, right? It's because yeah. the news is always cycling through what is new. News is there's a reason it's called news because it's new, right? Yeah and I would love to explore how can we how can we keep this top of mind? We have to keep every day we should all be doing something. Something mm-hmm. towards either reaching out to our to our state senator, writing a letter, recycling something, finding a way to to walk to work. We should all be doing something every single day, but it's hard to keep it top of mind.
0: Verda, what's the holy trilogy of activism? It's activate your community, get regulation on your side, corporate responsibility. Right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's you know one of my favorite people was is Auden Schendler who talked about corporate culpability right like you know we really have to start holding organizations responsible that are still using plastic sachets that are single use and are going to wind up in the ocean so right. you know there's we just have to keep focused on on those areas and try to like you said let's keep this con- that's why we're doing this you yeah. know yeah we're trying to keep this that's conversation on the top.
1: Yep, And that, yeah, that's exactly why we're here. And it's the challenges. It's hard not to get too down. I know yeah. Ron, you've had to have, you've had to have a few interventions, <laughs> interventions and, and <laughs> prop me back up and get me out of my right. doldrums, you know, cause the, <laughs> I, the yeah. future is not looking great, but, but we're yeah. human and we, we, we want to do everything we can. Right. and, I'd, I would love to get somebody on here about self-care around around gosh cli- that's a, yeah
0: that's a pretty cool climate,
1: idea climate stress right i think How we're do all you feeling yeah.
0: It. yeah i you know never never before have we all dealt with so much than as we have Anxiety. the last couple of years you know but yeah. i think you know something else that i think we're going to be hearing more of this year verda is and i want to talk a little bit about it is is corporate reporting Because, Mm -hmm. you know, what's starting to drive me bananas is these companies that are, oh, yeah, carbon neutral by 2030, carbon free by 2050, you know, in 50 years, we're going to do this in 30 years. Who the hell told them that that's how much time we have? Right. Right. And I, I think what we're seeing is we're seeing these goals and we're seeing these aspirations that companies share publicly that aren't centered around what needs to be done and by when, but instead they're centered around that company's timetable and that company's schedule. And they expect us to embrace that and say, oh, you know, that's great. That's great. In 50 years, you're going to be carbon neutral. Good for you. And you can't now. You've got to say, "Hey, listen, you know, there's there's a timetable here, and you got to you got to be a part of it, right?" And I think that we're seeing all of this talk about environmental reporting, but guess what? The carbon levels are still increasing, right? So we're going to talk to a guy this year, Verda, who has a lot to say about corporate reporting and mm-hmm. how legitimate. A lot of these calculations are. And I think that that's something that we all need to start making ourselves more aware of. How are these companies measuring what they're doing? Because they're all using different formulas and different calculations and different standards. And it's all over the place right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be great to take a deep dive into that. And to me, the related thing to corporate accountability is we need tools in order to be accountable. And we've had a few episodes in the last couple of seasons around mindful materials and some of the other tools that are available to interior designers. But I would like to dive into that a little bit more. I'm hoping that we'll have a carbon calculator specific to interior design sometime soon. And some of these pledges, we had a Avi from Metropolis Magazine talk about the pledge for positive impact. that that will have more teeth down the road when we can actually measure our progress and our success, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: tools, looking at tools would be good. Who, who do you got in yeah. mind for that?
0: You know, things that, that are standard. We we can't allow people to make up their own reality anymore. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a great way to
0: say it. I think we're going to be talking about fashion, Verda, and not just yeah. how good I look in this shirt right now. I mean, yeah. I'm talking fast fashion, right? Yep. I think that- uh, we're actually going to have somebody on um, this year that is going to be uh, talking about sustainable fashion and how sustainable is it really? Because uh, the fashion industry's carbon impact ranges from 4% to 10% annually. So think about that. The fashion industry can contribute as much of, as 10% of the carbon that we have to deal with. That's that's massive, right? Um, shirt and shoe production has doubled doubled in the last 25 years, right? Three quarters of it ends up burned or buried in landfills. So, you know, this idea of, I get it, you know, fashion, you know, it's, again, it's not sustainable like we think it is. And so we're going to be talking about that.
1: Yeah. And we've had a few people in the past that were making soles of shoes out of algae or mushrooms or something like that. And I think it'll be really yeah. interesting to talk about what's truly sustainable. Like I just bought a sweater for my friend and um, got shipped from all the way from like Ireland. And it has a little QR code to like get to know the sheep. <laughs> and I wondered, <laughs> yeah, well, That's awesome. yeah it's, it's sustainable, but I don't know how truly sustainable at a large scale is this stuff. I would love to take a deeper dive into all of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I get it. There's, there's a balance, right? It's all right. You know, none of us want to go around in the same clothing every single day. I mean, you Uh know, eventually you, you do want to buy a new shirt to feel good about yourself. It goes back to a little bit of mental wellness and mental health. Right.
1: Uh But, but,
0: you know, there's definitely, I think an awareness we, 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 you and I have an opportunity to create some awareness around fashion and what yeah. it's doing to the planet, just so we, hey, listen, yeah. we want our listeners to, to learn, you know, and, and at the same time, not be too depressed. <laughs> but you know, quickly, I think electric vehicles um, are, this is their year. Um, because if you watch advertising right now, companies are advertising the hell out of their electric vehicles like never before the percentage of ad space now that car companies are giving their electric vehicles is, is off the hook, and some of it has to do with supply chain issues, right? But they're finally realizing that the electric vehicles are going to be a major. I mean, Ford, I think all of their all of their line now has an electrical option, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm optimistically cautious about electric vehicles because it takes a lot of energy to produce.
0: Wait, wait, wait! Okay, did I not, say that backwards? Are you optimistically cautious, or are you cautiously optimistic? Because <laughs> I, I, I believe there's a difference.
1: Yeah, I don't know which. I, I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm ner- let's just say I'm nervous about electric you're vehicles about it. because it takes a lot of energy to produce an electric vehicle, and there's yeah. a lot of little pieces and parts in there that are com- that are rare earth materials that are hard to come by.
0: Guess what? Those electric vehicles have a lot of in them.
1: What? Oh yeah, plastic. plastic, plastic, plastic. Yeah. So that's another
0: do? thing, right? Is that, and I know you've said with if if we stop buying petroleum to run our vehicles, is the petroleum industry going to start really pushing plastic production?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: God, okay, let's exactly. stop talking about plastic. But, but
1: and and maybe stop talking about electric vehicles too. But one last <laughs> thing, I think I think it brings us back to this idea that it's not just one approach. We can't just all go out and buy brand new shiny electric cars we need to start using public transportation start riding bikes our cities need to transform to be more pedestrian and bike friendly and you know it's 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 a multi-pronged approach right we have to look at it from many angles let's let's switch a little bit to talking about good design for good i know you have a few a few people lined up some of my favorite people who are really using design as a force for good and looking at social inequity, economic disparity, where they can really make an impact with design. And I think that's going to be a big topic for us this season.
0: Sure is. Yeah. Social equity, uh, design for good. You said it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to get into those conversations because you know the the income gaps, uh, the disenfranchised, the disadvantaged people. You know, in our country, why are they the ones that live with oil refineries in their backyard? You know, these fence line communities that have to deal with illnesses relative to these factories and refineries. I mean, you know, you've heard of Cancer Alley down there along yeah. the Mississippi River, where the rates of cancer are just outrageously high, where the refineries are. And yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really um, excited to get into some social equity issues, because it's such a big part of the environment.
1: Yeah. And not only are they bearing the brunt of climate change, I think there's there's a mentality here about how we treat our fellow human beings and how we treat the planet. And it's it's to me, it's this interrelated crisis of climate change. And I want to explore it from that angle as well.
0: Absolutely. So again, it's all tied together. I think in 2022, you and I are going to have an amazing time together, weaving these stories into this brand new, beautiful textile of narrative that we, I hope, you know, brings our listeners to a whole new level. There's a lot that we have to look forward to.
1: Yeah, We're going to continue to find and speak with people that are breaking dishes, disrupting the yeah. status quo trying something new and different because uh we we say it all the time what's what we're doing right now is not working
0: yep and so we're gonna break some damn dishes in 2022 we're just (laughs) not gonna cut ourselves on them